ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. One more time. We're doing one more time before the end of the new year. Well, the end of the year. Welcome in. It is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. The text line is open for you this hour. 304-523-2275. That's 304-523-2275. We got a lot to get into today. Yesterday, the Marshall Thundering Herd just could not get it done against Toledo. 95-63, the final we're going to hear from Dan D'Antoni. If you didn't get a chance to hear from him last night, you didn't hear his postgame, we're going to hear it again. I had to duck out of it last night because we had our postgame that we do locally after the network broadcast is over. So I didn't get a chance to really talk to him, but I was there at the start of it before I had to leave. And he was not happy whatsoever. And if you haven't heard it, you're just going to hear that in his voice. So why is he not happy? Well, first of all, the Thundering Herd losing last night, 95-63. First half, Marshall shot 11 of 40 for 27.5%. Three-point line was not good to the Herd, 4 of 18 there for 22.2%. Free throw line was okay, 5 of 6. Second half. 14 of 38, shooting for 36.8%. That's a little bit better. Percentage-wise, went up. Three-point line was not kind. Again, 14 of 17. I'm sorry, 4 four of 17. 4 of 17 for 23.5%. Oh, and 6 from the free-throw line. For the game, Marshall shot 25 of 78 for 32.1%. 8 of 35 from the three-point line for 22.9%. And 5 of 12, including that 0-6 in the second half, to shoot 41.7%. Marshall got jumped on early, and Marshall never recovered. Toledo led 39 minutes and 36 seconds. 32 points is the difference here. Marshall did cut it at points. It was not a good night for most of the roster. Tavion Kinsey had 19 points. Andrew Taylor had 13. And non-COVID-related issue, illness, kept Obina Anachilli killing out of the starting lineup. Second half, he goes. And he provides some energy and a spark, best he could do, five blocks. He ended up with eight points coming out in the second half. The rest of the lineup, pretty much absent in this one. It was pretty much absent. I mean, Darius George had six points. Everyone else inconsequential. And you look at what Toledo was able to do, just jump out on the herd. This was a team, I told you, that could not turn teams over, could not force the turnovers. It was not a team that was going to do that to you. And you look at the turnover number. Marshall had 10. Toledo had 12. Okay. So that was kind of accurate there. Marshall committing 10 turnovers. And Toledo was able to manage six steals. Six steals. That's something they really don't do. Block shots, Toledo, that's not their forte, so they didn't have any. But seven block shots total for the Thundering Herd. Uh, some of the interesting numbers, you look at the stats, turnovers, 14 points apiece for the teams. Second chance points, 14-8 in favor of the Thundering Herd. Fast break points, 13-8 in favor of Toledo. Bench points, 22-18 in favor of the Thundering Herd. But 30 points in the paint for the Herd. 54 points in the paint for Toledo. And Toledo shot 38 of 72. They were, I'm sorry, they were 8 of 14 from 3, 11 of 12 from the free throw line. Again, 
Free throw line, not the big factor here. Out-rebounded the Herd 51-40. Not a good night for the Thundering Herd. It was a complete failure. And Dan D'Antoni came out really hot. He was not happy about the way top to bottom, from him all the way down, probably is yelling at the water boy too. I don't know if he was yelling or more challenging them in a in a aggressive manner, a louder manner. I'm not privy to what he actually said, but I'm sure he illustrated his point sternly. I don't think he's one of those caricatures slinging things, throwing, turning over tables. I don't think that's Dan D'Antoni, but you know, you could tell from his face he was not happy yesterday if you uh, got a chance to look at a little bit of the video on that. He was not pleased, and I don't blame him. And he came out and took it. That's one thing I do appreciate Dan. Dan's not going to cover it up. He's not going to tell you, you know, that was um, that was their fault, not mine. He came out and owned it. So that should make you happy at least that you have a coach that will come out and own it. And maybe this is just what the doctor ordered. You get humiliated. You get beat down, really, by Toledo. And then Toledo's not a terrible team. It's not that you lost to Toledo. It's just how you lost. You're going to find out real quick who are players on this team. Who's going to come back and be players? Where can you depend on the leadership from this team? And is it going to be Tavion Kenzie? Is it going to be Andrew Taylor? Is it going to be Obina Anachili Kellen? Is he going to come out and say, look, you got to fight through it? You got to, you get whatever it is, you got to get through it. Because again, this young man comes off the bench. He's not feeling well. He told his coach, I can't go. I can't start. And so, coach, We'll play it by ear. We'll see what happens here, how you're doing. And he just, in the second half, said, I got to go. You got to put me in. And he comes out with eight points and five blocks. Helpful statistics for the Thundering Herd. He was three of eight from the field, two of four from the three-point line, missed all three of his free throws. And that was something that Dan was really hot about, especially second half, the free throws. You didn't get that many looks, but at the same time, you didn't hit any of them. And there was only 3,769. That's about a seven, 8,000 seat building. And 3,769 shows up. It wasn't really a capacity. Not that we've seen lots of places be full of capacity. I mean, sure, you go to Indiana, it's going to be a great crowd. Everywhere else so far really hasn't been capacity. So it's not as if you're not new to this, playing in gyms that – you know, maybe aren't sold out playing in environments that really a lot of people are there. They're watching a game, but it's not an aggressive crowd. It's not on top of you nonstop. So Dan thought that, okay, if you can't hit those in an environment like this, there's something else going on. So I'm going to let you hear that in a few minutes. We'll get your text in, 304-523-2275, 304-523-2275. The other thing we're going to talk about, the other thing, and Coach Huff is fueling this himself on Twitter. He tweeted out earlier, someone said one more game? And, of course, he's got to be alluding to the fact that Texas A&M can't play Wake Forest and the Gator Bowl. Can't play. Don't have enough players. And so Brett McMurphy throws out that Marshall is possibly going to um, be interested. So Marshall seems to be interested in this opportunity. And there are a couple other teams that are out there as well. So we'll talk about that. Do you want to see the Herd play in another game? Do you want to see Marshall in another bowl game? Would a second bowl game help? Would you love that? Text line 304-523-2275, 304-523-2275. So there might be an opportunity for Herd to play in another bowl game. We'll talk about that. But we're going to hear from Dan D'Antoni when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. 
This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Yesterday, not a good day for the Thundering Herd. Marshall losing to Toledo 95-63. Marshall just could not buy a basket at certain points of the game. Lose by 32. You're not feeling good about yourself or the team. And that was Dan D'Antoni yesterday. Welcome back. It's The Drive in ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Dan D'Antoni hot yesterday. He... Came into his presser a little later than usual. He didn't do network radio. He did not do that obligation. He's usually pretty punctual. doesn't matter the result. He's very punctual. But with the team going to be dispersing after the plane trip back, I mean the trip back, yeah, after the team dispersing after the trip back, it was one of those situations where you, know, you had to talk to the team before. You're not doing that on the. You're not doing that on the trip back. You're taking care of that business beforehand. But Dan D'Antoni missing his radio obligation, as I mentioned, very punctual. He came in. He did his media presser that he usually does on the road, and I had to duck out of it. But before I ducked out, uh, the first thing that I could see was he was very hot and angry, and he was not happy. I think this is the most. I, I don't want to say. Angry, but this was the most upset I've seen Dan D'Antoni since he's been the coach of Marshall University. And so if you missed it last night, you didn't stay up with us late, you didn't stick around, you're pretty dejected. Uh, he did have some interesting things to say, so here's Dan D'Antoni. Uh, Grant Trailer from the Herald-Dispatch was about to ask me a question, and Dan just started off. He was not happy. Dan, obviously. Obviously, I'm upset. So We'll start from there. I'm upset. That was the Portion of the game, I'm upset with all of it. Myself, staff, team, coaches, whole ball of wax. Not good. We're not a very good ball club right now. Do you feel like the hesitation is slowing things down, or you think it's gotten a little individualistic? Like, what what did you see while watching that game? We don't play as hard as they play. We play cautiously. I don't see enough enthusiasm in ourselves, myself, anybody preparing for this game. When you shoot 41%, there's a from the free throw line with this crowd, there's a funk going on. We got to find it. We got to eliminate it. We got to move forward. I'm hopefully that we eliminate each individual. I'm going to go home and self-respect or self-reflect over Christmas. I'm challenged by players to do the same thing. But what we're doing right now, obviously, is not as good a team that we have, nor the players that we have. As a coach, I know that you've been pretty, you know, you, you let players play their way out of it. And, and do things like that. Is this one of those situations where you try and let everybody sort of get away from basketball for a little bit and reset and then try and come back and get ready for conference play? Well, that's going to happen regardless because we're off now until the 28th. So they've got time to look at themselves. Uh, if if I, I would be lying to you if I sit here and told you that I know exactly what's wrong. There's too many things wrong. You don't play as poorly as we played today. And it'd be one or two things that you can recognize and then just look at it and say, okay, we get this fixed, we're good. It obviously hurt that we lost Obina beginning of the game and he wasn't feeling well. That obviously hurt. Uh, the second half, I thought he's the only one showed spark and got up in there and actually did things that he can do and played at a level that we have to play 
to compete. Uh, hopefully he's going to get well and be back full strength. Obviously that's going to help. I don't know how many blocks he had in the half, but if he didn't block it, he changed a bunch. What did he do? He had five blocks and a half, or not even less than a half. And, uh, you know, we've got to get – Tavion's got to come out and play like a lead horse. Andy's got to get up his game. We have to be overall. But I, it's more than that. It's more than that. There's a – and I've been around basketball for a long time, and I've had teams like this before. And we can pull it out. I'm not shutting the door on this team. This team's better. I hope our fans won't shut the door on this team. They're better than that. We're better than that. And we will find a way to get it done. Coach, do you use that? Uh, first off, Obina coming back in the game, I think y'all were down 22 when he came back in the game. Obviously, you know, those of us that covered him in high school knew he was a competitor. Was that more him saying he wanted to play or was that? No, uh, that's him wanting to play. He came up to me. I told him the whole time. I asked him if he wanted to start. They didn't feel well enough. Came out at halftime and as we were getting ready to get on, on the court, came up to me and said, Coach, I want to play. I put him in, I think, at the 17-minute mark somewhere in that neighborhood. Uh, we had already set the lineup to go to the second half. We were on the floor when he told me. But, uh, you know, I, I as a coach, uh, when it comes to uh, health protocols, I leave that up to the doctor and the player themselves. When you see him, though, in the state that he was, come out and have more energy than anybody else, do you use that to sort of, you know, I don't want to say just, you know, get after the team, but sort of wake him up a little bit like this This guy is playing hurt. He's playing down right now, and he, and still he's giving everything he's got. Is that is that a teaching tool for you? Well, that was my speech. You gave part of my halftime. Obviously, you, know, you mentioned. I, I'm just upset that, uh, you know, that a Marshall team came out and played like that. Under me, especially, that's that's not good enough. You mentioned the self reflection for for you. Is it is was that also the message to the team after this one? Dig within, like the look within yourselves, and because uh, you know there were some guys. I never blame just one person. Not when they're this bad. When you're this bad, it's the. That's the whole ball club. We're doing something wrong. I, I obviously I'm part of this ball club. So yeah, I'm I'm as hard on myself as I am the kids. Believe me. Now they're not gonna hear me. I'm not gonna hear them against me because I don't think that's the proper way of doing it. But I'll promise them that I'm going to be as hard on myself looking at what I'm doing as they have to do for themselves. Dan D'Antoni, his comments last night. He he seemed to he was still upset at the end, but he seemed to. Take a breath. Maybe that's the best way. He's still pretty much laid it out there. He's going to take a long, hard look at what he's doing himself. He's going to reflect. He's going to – I don't know if he's just going to rip it apart and put it back together again or what we're going to see happen here. But I give him a lot of credit as a coach coming out. And sometimes you look at other reasons. Sometimes you hear, well, coach is coach. You know, the players are the ones making all the – all the plays, and it's not the coaching staff. that They're not the ones out there executing the play. You, know, you hear all kinds of variations on reasons why games get won and lost. And Dan just came out and said, look, top to bottom, from the top very end of this thing, it was terrible from him all the way down. So you got to appreciate that. You have to. Let's see what happens in conference play. Is this a wake-up call for the Thundering Herd? Well, these young men – answer the call will they see this as a challenge which individual is going to respond the most I mean, is Tavion going to come out with renewed vigor is Andrew going to come out fired up will Obina continue to be a force where we're going to see maybe from this lineup where are we going to see that player that 
answers that call and says, no, this is not what we're about. We're better than this. So that's the exciting part. And here's the good news. I know I'm putting a little ointment here on this, a little, little try to cool this off. Conference play, you reset here. Yes, your overall record is not where you want to be, but in conference play, you reset. You're 0-0 zero and zero now. 7-6 and six is great if you were in a league that got multiple bids, or not so great if you're in a league that got multiple bids, because you know, at-larges are, are important, and it's the quality of your resume. When you're in Conference USA and you're Marshall University, you got one shot at the NCAA tournament, and that's winning the conference tournament. Plain and simple. You don't win the conference tournament more than likely, you're not going to the NCAA tournament when you're coming out of Conference USA. So, plenty of time here. What's the response going to be now? You've got a few days to get away from basketball, a few days to recoup, gather yourself, enjoy the holidays. Come back and be ready. Come back and be ready. And accept that that was not good and you got to you gotta do better. I can accept the loss. You can as well. I would hope you can accept the loss. That was a game that was difficult to watch yesterday. And I would think that they're going to, as a group, look it over the next few days uh, as a group and individually, and hopefully we'll see what kind of team this is. That's the interesting thing for me, trying to make something positive out of this, is what what's the response going to be? You see where you need to be. Now, can you get there? All right, when we continue, we're going to take your t- – I wasn't even planning this show today. We're going to take your phone calls. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Text, we're going to open that up for you, 304-523-2275, 304-523-2275. Impromptu version of the drive here. I was scheduled to do other things today. I'm here because, well, we had to be here after last night and everything that's going on. Should Marshall pursue a shot at getting into the Gator Bowl? Can Marshall play a second bowl game? We'll talk about it. We'll get your responses when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. Our text line is open, 304-523-2275, 304-523-2275. Texter writes, this team's proven they can't beat physical teams in the MAC. Okay, a finesse team, super quick, aggressive. I'd like to see that. Hit some shots, take it to them. Don't take anything from them. Take it to them. Aggressive Southern West Virginia basketball. What says you? Again, the text line, 304-523-2275, 304-523-2275. Paul Swan, your host for today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. So it wasn't a good night for Marshall basketball yesterday. Wasn't a good night the other night for Marshall and the New Orleans Bowl, but Twitter is a is a, a it's buzzing. I was looking for something more clever to say, but it's buzzing because Texas A&M cannot fulfill its obligation to the Gator Bowl, so that leaves Wake Forest without an opponent. And there's already been some conversation online, different reports that Illinois could possibly be interested. I think Rutgers was mentioned. Uh, Marshall is making itself available. If the phone call comes, it would take the phone call and say yes. That seems to be uh, what I have gotten out of this so far. So 
Would you like to see Marshall in another bowl game? What says you? 304-523-2275. 304-523-2275. Of course, that means you get some more practice time. That's one thing you get out of this. I was asked this earlier, personal text, like, why? I didn't get a chance to respond to it, so I'm going to respond to it here. Uh, personal text, why would Marshall play in another game? Like, how? Well, if there are not teams available, and they're going to go with the teams that are 5 and 7 highest APR first. You're going to take those, go down that list. And if those teams can't make themselves available, then who's available? And if a team like Marshall, a program like Marshall, says we can make ourselves available, we can – we can turn this around. We can do it. We got enough players. We we can go. We want to do it again. You can take that game. Or you're canceling the bowl game, and you don't want to do that, so you can make this happen. I think Illinois is probably going to happen because it's in Jacksonville. That's one thing that you got to keep in mind is it's being played in Jacksonville. Who owns the Jacksonville Jaguars? He happens to be a uh, Illinois guy, an alum, I believe. Uh, I'm not talking about Tony Khan. Tony Khan is the... Of course, he's the guy bringing you AEW wrestling. He's part of Jacksonville, but uh, his father, I believe, is an Illinois guy. Don't hold me to that, but I believe he is. I saw something briefly in between commercial breaks. He was supposedly lobbying for Illinois. We'll find out what's happening, but I do know this. If you take this game, you get another bowl payout. That's always a plus. More money is good. Bowl payout's good. You get an opportunity for more practice time with your team. These kids get a a chance to go out there, play another game, maybe try to get the New Orleans Bowl, the the bad taste out of its mouth from that game. There's several reasons why you would take this. The exposure, it's a higher profile game. You're playing a a higher profile opponent, Wake Forest. There are so many reasons why you take this game. That was why Marshall was successful so long at the 1AA level, because Marshall got so much practice time. That was something that Marshall enjoyed for years, is Marshall got all that extra rep and practice time. You got to spend longer with your team. You got more games. That's why I like the playoffs, because good teams got better. Now, if you could break through, you got to enjoy the benefits of it. I mean, you get a game to prepare for, and if you win, you got to prepare for the next game. It's not always going to be beneficial. You can't say that, okay, because they're good in the playoffs, they're going to be good next year. They're good. But it was nice, wasn't it, to have all that practice time, all that extra time with your players, opportunities. I think it's a win-win for the Thundering Herd. For Marshall, it's a win. And how many fans would make that trip instantly down to Jacksonville, right? I'm sure a lot of Herd fans are right now thinking about, okay, how can I pull this off? I want to go to this game. How, how do I pull this off? I think it's a long shot. But it's there. And are you with the are you with the majority I'm seeing on Twitter? Again, I, I'm this is all based on social media. Herd fans seem to want to do this. So do you want to do this? 304-523-2275. 304-523-2275. Do you think that Marshalls should accept a bid to the Gator Bowl to fill in for Texas A&M? Honestly, what could go wrong here other than maybe Marshall would lose the game? Other than that, that's the only bad thing that can happen, a loss. Other than a loss, what is the negative here? It would get your fans instantly excited for football once again. Seriously, it would get your fans excited, get to take on another opponent, get one more game in, and it would definitely... I think, create a lot of buzz for Marshall. Again, it's a higher-profile opponent. It's a higher-profile game. Not to say the New Orleans Bowl was not high-profile, but here we are, the Gator Bowl. It's 
it's a higher level game and you're playing a higher level opponent and get an opportunity to go out there and, and go at it one more time. So there are some benefits here. And of course, even if Marshall doesn't get in, the buzz has already been generated. I, I tell you, somebody quoted or, or commented on Twitter earlier that Coach Huff is so online. Yes, he knows how to work the Twitter. He is definitely a skilled person. And of course, that's something that is refreshing. We haven't seen that in a while. A coach that is working the the social media. And I think that's going to generate at least interest from a younger fan base. A more social connected fan base, I think, is going to be generated over time here because you're going where you're going where your potential fans are. Um, Texer writes, "Do we want to see another flop in the fourth quarter?" No. Well, that's that's not positive. That's not a positive text. That's not a positive text at all. Uh, Texer writes, "You can win ugly games if you can play great defense. We need to add an assistant coach that is a defensive guru. Our defense is terrible, and I don't believe it's just a lack of effort." They are so frustrated, and they need better coaching. And another text comes in, just the word enough. All right, so maybe it's some mixed feelings here between uh, what you guys want. Uh, let's go back to that one. Ugly games. You can win ugly games. Right. I, I don't care if a game is pretty or ugly. I care about the win and the loss. If you win, you win. That's that's number one. You win, you win. I don't care if Marshall wins by 2 or 20 or 50. If you win, you win. And I don't know if I am more excited about a 80 to 90 point game or would I take a, a 60, 65 point game if it's a win? What What is the thing here? What do I What do I want as a fan? And yes, I know that the text is, um, you know, clarifying yes i knew your text was about basketball what happens here do i do i want an ugly win do i want a pretty loss what do i want here all right we're gonna get more of your texts in thanks for joining us today 304-523-2275 304-523-2275 we're gonna wrap this one up i think this is the last show of the holidays i think we'll find out well let's put it this way uh, I'm not scheduled to be here tomorrow, but if something else happens, we'll be here. But we've got your final segment coming up. Take advantage of it, 304-523-2275, 304-523-2275. More coming up. It's The Drive, ESPN, 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930, presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. We're wrapping up today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Text line is 304-523-2275. Appreciate everyone who's been with me today. Uh, Let's go to some more text. This texter writes, Hey, Paul, I'd like to say that our team is getting good looks at the hoop, but I feel if, if we gel by the end of the year, I like seeing the bench getting minutes and playing time. That will prepare us for the conference tournament. We missed that great defense from West Rock on Paul. Okay, from West, period. Rock on Paul. Yeah, Jared West, you missed that guy too, don't I? Yeah, I miss him. You should miss him as well. That was a heck of a player. He's a hard one to really replace. I thought he was a lot of the heart and soul of that team, this group. And, of course, every year the team changes, the dynamic changes. But you know, having a guy like that on the court, I don't think that this team would be in its funk right now that it's in if he was on the court because I truly believe he gets after it and he's going to bring players along with him. Marshall might not have won the game yesterday, but if 
If Jared West was on the court, it wouldn't have been 95-63. I, I guarantee you that. Texter writes, not positive about fourth quarter play. That's really not could have, should have, would have. That's fair. Fourth quarter play was not good for the Thundering Herd. Marshall had an opportunity to win that game against Louisiana. And the script just flipped. Marshall, it looks like it's going to win. Marshall looks like it's going to walk away the champs. And a few plays happen. Some call it a cheap hit. Momentum flips. Texter writes, this is basketball text. Dan has never emphasized defense or rebounding because he believed in offense and threes. If the shots aren't falling, we lose. I think after this game, he is going to emphasize what it takes to win because he had to come out and look everybody in the eye, which he did. He had to come out and take that one. He had to come out and just say, look, it's it's on me. It's on the players. It's on all of us. That is not what we're about. So I'm hoping that Marshall comes out with purpose when getting into conference play, I want to see a team come out with purpose. I think he wants to see a team come out with purpose. It's a fun style of basketball. When Marshall's hitting, it's fun. You're up and down. You're, you're scoring baskets. It's fun. I get that. I think there's got to be a, a point, though, where you got to play on both sides of the ball, offense and defense. And I'm not saying Dan doesn't play defense. I'm not saying that at all. I think what has to happen, though, is you've got to evaluate what you're doing, what's working, what's not working, and you got to fix it. That's what a good coach does. Here's what's working. Here's what we can do. We can do this. This is what we're going to do. And after this game, nothing is off the table. If you got to slow it down to win games, so be it. If you can run back and forth and you can get back on defense, so be it. Whatever it takes. I'm not a basketball coach. I am not a Division I basketball coach. So whatever I think should happen is going to be trumped by a head coach of a basketball team. But I would like to see Marshall come out with purpose. Texter writes, is is Jared West playing for Louisville? I haven't seen him. I haven't seen much of Louisville. I don't know what his minutes are. Louisville had to pull out of the game that's going on now in our sister station, Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340 and 92.7 and 98.5 The Planet. Louisville had to pull out against Kentucky because of their issues. And so Western Kentucky is playing that game right now. So good luck to both teams. Uh, We love the Wildcats. We love the Hilltoppers, of course, for different reasons. Should be a fun one if you are uh, looking for a game. That one's happening again right now on our sister station, Cat Sports, 93.3 and 1340. But uh, that's homework for me. I will will inquire. I will try to follow a little bit more what Louisville's doing. That's an interesting question to me. But I haven't seen much of West. I haven't seen much of Louisville. I hope he gets what he wants out of out of playing for Louisville. I would love to see him with the herd. I thought he was an important player for this team, and maybe his presence would have fixed some of these problems, or at least covered up some of these problems. Maybe Dan, in a few days after looking it over, thinking it over, talking to his coaches, trying to figure out what happened, what can change. I mean, maybe we see a different look thundering herd team come out. I mean, it's not going to get fixed overnight. That's one thing to be certain. It's not going to get fixed overnight. You got these kids on break, but maybe that's a good thing that they're going to be on break for a few days. And trust me, just getting a few days off, getting away, you come back sometimes with renewed vigor. You come back with a little bit more purpose, a little bit more focus. We can all use that, can't we? And honestly, that's what I hope we all get here in the next few days. Um, holidays are coming up. We're in the midst of them right now, but Christmas just a few days away. We got New Year's Day. Spend some time with your family. Then come back and let's go. Let's get after it. Maybe we're talking about a bowl game in a few days with Coach Huff. I think that's a long shot, but you know what? Give Coach credit. 
We're talking about Marshall maybe playing in the Gator Bowl. And that's possibly, and that is possibly, because Coach Huff can generate enough interest in his team to let, say, let's go again. Texer writes, Jerry was a bulldog, needed that. Yeah, I agree. He definitely was a bulldog, needed him out there. He was not the biggest player, but boy, he was the guy out there that you did not want to face. He did not give up on you. And another thing is who's the guy out there with that swagger, that John Elmore swagger? Now, John backed it up, and John knew if he was going to talk that talk, he had to walk that walk. Who's the guy out there that can talk it and walk it? Is it Tavion? Can he talk it and walk it? You need a different type of swagger. I mean, is Andrew going to be the guy that can turn into the guy that can talk it and walk it? I know I don't want to go attack the rim when uh, Obina's feeling it, but who's the guy out there? Who's the guy out there that can can talk it and walk it? John Elmore was a unique individual. You don't see him come to Marshall every day. That's going to do it for this edition. Hey, thanks for tuning in. I appreciate it. I really do. Uh, we're going to take some time off. I don't think we'll be back tomorrow, uh, the way the schedule's working out for us, but I'm going to be back for New Year's Day for Marshall basketball. Maybe there's going to be a Marshall Bowl game. I don't know, but uh, you can find me online, if you would, please, at Paul Swan, Facebook, The Drive with Paul Swan. We get a page. We get a group. I appreciate everyone for tuning in. Back after the holidays, or maybe sooner. We'll find out. But thanks, and have a great holiday season, everyone. WRBC Huntington, W231BS Huntington, broadcasting from the Oscars Breakfast Burgers and Brew Studios. This is ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.